Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. For the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think Jamil Sainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Oh, wait, wrong show. <laughs> greetings, greetings. Welcome from the Heartland. <laughs> what kind of... What is that? You, you like... Uh... Who's your Heartland? <clears throat> I was I was uh, reading something on uh, Reddit a minute ago and uh, got confused. <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of confused, we have our fine sponsor in the studio. That's <laughs> John Blickman. <laughs> wow. Talk it's about the only that segue I could, I could use. Yeah. How about that? Great to be back. Yeah, apparently you enjoyed being with us so much. You have flown out again. I enjoyed being with John. It was great. Oh, and you too. <laughs> you really like Steve. I, I just tell. came out to get the beer. You sent, you sent him a fine gift. I did send him. Yeah, thanks, man. I really needed this. I'll never pour shit all over the board again. <laughs> thanks for the safety cup. Here, you have to you have to hold it up in front of the camera. <laughs> Or the uh, if you're if you're it's listening beautiful. live, you can you can actually see the video live too and see uh, yeah. see Steve and his fine uh, Hello Kitty sippy cup. That's pretty sweet. And he's drinking uh, drinking uh, actual beer from the sippy cup. I'm sure the Hello Kitty Corporation approves of that. Yeah, does that I can, get a sponsorship now? I can pretty much guarantee this is the first time heretic beer has been consumed from a sippy cup. <laughs> I don't know, you know. <laughs> you know you're yeah, quite yeah. a Japanese fan base. There's, there's a lot That's of people. Well, on Hello this Kitty Cup, yeah. yes. I'm sure in Japan, plenty mm. of heretic beer consumed from Hello Kitty cups. Hmm. Yeah. But Sippy Cup, that's the difference. Oh, okay. It's a thermos, apparently. Safety uh, Cup. It's a safety genuine cup. thermos brand. Nice. No, you, spared, you spared no expense. That, that thing's probably this is nice. 30 bucks. Nothing but the best for the Ouija board. Seriously, it, I, you haven't priced stuff for kids. I bet you that thing's thirty bucks, twenty five, something like that, something ridiculous like that. I, I think I got it off Amazon for about eighteen bucks. Amazon <laughs> yeah, Prime, right? Eighteen hmm. bucks. I'm telling you, they're not cheap. Nothing but that's, the best. That's quality. Steve. Thank it's you. It's probably like BPA free and all that sort of thing. It is. Yeah. See, he cares about you. You can tell. Yeah, man. Well, and I'll tell you, our fine sponsor, John Blickman, he cares about you because he's paying for the show, so you don't have to. He's putting his money forward just because he thinks there's some value to the show. I think you know that it, we actually do some good for the community, and that's what he's all about. He That's puts, right. uh, you know, all that innovative mind that he's got into improving your brew day. He's, uh, you know, passionate about uh, homebrewing. You'll see him at all the homebrewers conferences. So uh, if you get a chance, get on the website, uh, BlickmanEngineering.com. There's a like a B, an N, like a, a G. There's a dot .com there. A couple uh, of umlauts. Blickman, yeah, yeah, a couple of umlauts. Just Google Blickman Engineering. 
that should get you pretty close. Uh, look look for the engineering. Lick in the middle. Yeah, look for the lick in the middle. <laughs> and uh, that should get you there. Uh, check out all the, the stuff. they got a, a nice website with a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, and uh, make sure you email John. Pretty sure it's John at BlickmanEngineering.com. Just flood his email box, email box with uh, your your appreciation for all he does for us homebrewers. We're very fancy with email addresses at our company. We've we've had to decline hiring people because they have the same name as somebody else. I'm sorry, we already have a Steve at BlickmanEngineering.com. We no, we can't have another one. You can't be hired. Is that the reason you didn't hire Steve? No. We're all about I'm just saying consistency and and we're really really bad about symmetry. Things have to be very <laughs> symmetric. It's it's awful. When when we had like four employees we we just used first names, right? That's how we initially set it up. Very quickly I realized no, that's really stupid because we're, we're going to run out. So I went to, you know, first initial last name for everybody. And it's like, people are like, well, you know, what's your email address? It's like, can you not guess? I mean, really, it's not like it's complex or anything. You can figure out my Gmail address, my heretic address, my, you know, bring network address. Pretty easy. There's no hidden agenda there. Um, all right. Oh, I'm tired. Already. Well, what's your day been like? My day has not been that bad, but my, all last week I spent in Boston. Oh. Boston. I Bastin, went to Boston. Yes. And uh, it was wonderful. I'll tell you. A little chilly, but I like that. You know, coming from mm-hmm. California where it's 74 all the time and I'm sweating my stones off. Boston was really nice for that. People were great. Beer, the New England beer scene, that's some good stuff. They got a mm-hmm. lot of great beer out there. I was now, and again, I don't want to upset anybody, but by <laughs> calling out a couple of my favorites, I am not implying that the rest of it was crap. They they tend to take things a little personally there. And so I want to say some of my favorites. Maine Brewing Company. Oh, they good had stuff. some good ones. They had their uh, Peeper Pale Ale, which I don't know if that was, you know, what Peeper means, but yeah. Uh, they had lunch. Jamil, I think you could do a whole show on that. On oh, peeping? Yes. They had lunch IPA, which I thought was uh, really good, good, too. Name. Yeah. And the one that really thought I thought was just absolutely sublime, I thought it was perfect, was they had a nitro-served Mean Old Tom Stout. Mm. Oh. oh, it's fantastic. The nice balance between the roast and the sweetness and the creaminess and everything. I thought that was flawless. I thought that was absolutely outstanding. I had multiple pints of each. Uh, Maine Brewing Company. I, I thought that they were really killing it. Really, really, uh, really delicious beers. Everything I tried from them, I really liked. Uh, and another one that I really liked that I must have drank uh, six, eight pints of <laughs> was uh, uh, Wormtown IPA. And, Wormtown? Uh, they're from Worcester. Yeah, and, I've heard uh, of them. I don't know yeah. if Worcester is... Uh, called Wormtown. I know Boston's Beantown, so maybe Worcester's Wormtown. So you had a nice sober trip. Oh, no, 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 no. I drank more in that week in Boston like you wouldn't believe. So yeah, I flew, flew out there no, with uh, sure. a couple of my a couple of my guys, uh, Joe oh, so this and Ryan. wasn't one of your Greyhound bus trips, Jamie? No, 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 no. We flew <laughs> third class. We took a taxi. We stayed in a hotel. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. that's that's quality travel right there. 
And uh, actually, we stayed in a, in, a, in a nice hotel in in the heart of Boston. And uh, but the first thing we did was <laughs> drank a bunch of pints, and then we worked the next day and drank a bunch of pints, and then we worked the next day and drank a bunch of pints, and then. So we would go to these events and do events, pint nights, and we'd have a bunch of pints. And then when we get back towards the hotel, there was this, this funky little fake Irish bar, but it had Wormtown on. <laughs> and so we'd go there and drink like three pints of Wormtown after drinking at these events. And uh, But it was fantastic. I tell you, the people were great. Uh, I was blown away by how clean and organized the bottle shops were. I kind of noticed that, man... These are nicer than, than some of the places in California. Every place they took me to, I don't know if they were just taking me to the nice ones, but they were clean. They were well-organized. The staff was knowledgeable. It was like, wow. You know, everything was labeled properly. It was just just amazing. I also not noticed a lot of beer engines. And uh, uh, really cool. We went to this one place, Stoddard's, which I've heard of before. And uh, we had uh, five beers on and a and a cask of, of beer they blew like everything and when and when the keg kicked they would disconnect it and put it up on the bar so you see the, the you know, it's like cool. dead soldiers on the bar and it was <laughs> like dang that's impressive i've never seen anybody do that that was really cool so yeah we had a great time we got a great distributor out there atlantic and they're uh they're gonna kill it for us i mean we're we're in that market, and then uh, I'm planning another trip back probably beginning of May, I think. i got to coordinate with everything else. It's difficult. The troubles. The troubles. The troubles Trials of a world traveler like myself. But I was just beat to death by, you know, it's a long flight with connections and everything. Oh, by the yeah. time I get back home Saturday night, I'm done. Done. Well, if, you, if you ever need a pit stop in the middle of... The country. Fly in the, in the pit of the country? Hit Indiana. All right. You're always welcome. Thank you. I got to sit next to this just massive dude <laughs> on the way. <laughs> and it's not the short flight. It, just, it was a long leg. Yes. And you know how you always... They always He's you know, hanging over into person, your seat. Yeah, I only, I only got to use about half of the seat I bought. And I, fortunately, it was an aisle seat, so I kind of had a roll or aisle. two hanging over into you. No, it was more the linebacker shoulders. I mean, he was just a big dude, just like me. Just yeah, me. we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> Why couldn't it be some? I yeah. have some pretty Small, broad shoulders. I'm just saying, little female. I have a, a lot yeah. of problems. I have all the space I need. <laughs> there are some big females. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, I've been in there. I've been in that situation too, where you're just. <laughs> crowded it's like really where they're pressing yeah. ham all over you yeah you know how they have your suitcase that it's got to go it's got to go in that little bin uh-huh they got to take people's asses and right sure it fits in the seat. the seat there you go right <laughs> if your ass won't fit through this doorway you cannot get on the plane they should have a width thing for people i don't care if they, they you know they horizontally vertically or whatever you would call the forward to backward dimension they can be as big that way as they want. Yeah, or at least but they the should side to side, your left to right, you your horizontal hold. Yeah, right. If well, they need to take, take two, shoulder two room space. into account too. I mean, right. when you're getting your seat, right. make sure that there's a scrawny person in between. Yes, you should check the box, scrawny or not scrawny. 
no, I, uh, my shoulders do not fit in yeah. any airplane seat. First right. class, yeah. But smaller than that, I hang over onto either side of the seat. Yeah. And when you get like, two or three of us lined up, we all just kind of yep. <laughs> accordion out into the aisle, and they get whacked by the cart as it comes by. And they're yeah. like, get back in your seat. And you have to, like, <laughs> lay in each other's laps. I absolutely hate it. See, yeah. the only reason I got to earn any money is so I can fly first class. I cannot stand flying coach anymore. <laughs> yeah, especially in the back. And then there's the hygiene issue. They really need to. Have, you know those sniffers right. they have for explosives and all that other stuff. They, they need one for a general for BO. overload oh, of bo. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. That should yeah. be another thing that they they do. The flight home from uh, Miami. There was yeah. a very nice man next to me who was full blown Asian, not just a little bit Asian, but full blown, and he was eating sushi. Yeah. On the plane next to me. Sure, it wasn't Justin? No, it was so gross. Usually I'm okay with sushi, but it had been in there for a while. It was like extra fishy. Extra eely? It was so gross. A little bit of unagi on there? Probably. Oh, it's lovely. I was like, cool. Yeah. Can I switch seats? <laughs> I sat next to a woman coming back from China. She was not Chinese. And Go every figure. time her she lifted her arm, it was like... It was like... Rotted fried chicken. That's oh, a God. <laughs> Maybe there was some in there. That was the description. It was. Maybe it that's was, where she was, was storing her lunch. You never know. You guys can do an entire show on this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shall we move along? We call it Fly Strong. Travel Strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're having a delicious heretic uh, English mild. Yes. Modified Clyde. It's delicious. Made with the West Yorkshire yeast. I'm telling you. Yorkshire. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, let's move on with the show because um, we could talk for hours, which we do every time we meet. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody could learn anything from our discussions, but um, they'd do. be entertained. Well, if they had enough to drink. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, we were going to talk about, uh, you did some, some, uh, interesting, so, uh, John is full of great, uh, creative experiments, both the Johns and uh, a lot of interest in, you know, figuring things out, debunking myths, stuff like that. And one of the things that always comes up is, okay, so, you know, foam forming proteins that form your head retention. Uh, you know, we always say, well, you know, they get used up, right? So if they get used up, then it should be possible to use them all up and prove that they get used up and then it shouldn't uh, have any There's head no retention foamy. anymore, right? So, uh, Monsieur Blickman, uh, you know, just thought, well, why don't I give this a quick try and see, see what happens? Let's, let's see how long it takes to foam this up and use it up. And so we did some research. We did a little studying. Uh, I say we. I mean all of us together. With Jamil, me, did, Jamil and John did the technical research. Me, I just I just foamed the shit out of the beer. With me just saying, hey, contact Bamforth. Uh, you know, that was that was my effort on, on behalf of everyone. I'm just saying I, I, threw, I threw in a little bit of work there. Yeah. Some sage advice. <laughs> right, right. 
I'm like, ask Bamforth. That's my advice. That's my brewing advice right there. Ask somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Right, right. Well, Bamforth is quite the expert on foam. He's called the Pope of Foam and uh, written Indeed. a book on foam. And he knows his crap. And, you know, they do some serious study on foam and, and really what happens. And I think, you know, a lot of people are, are wondering, you know, because one of the other things that was interesting was uh, – Somebody took a beer and added a ton of alcohol, like a ton of ethanol to uh, some beer. And then, you know, shook it up and said, look, the head is still, there's, the head retention is the same. And so that was one of the, the things that uh, uh, I always wondered about on, on head retention, whether it's truly alcohol or something else, because I always thought that... Uh, People say, well, you know, big beers, they don't have good head retention. I was thinking, it, well, it's because the, the yeast were stressed or fermentation was stressed, and that's why it doesn't have good head retention. It's not because the alcohol level was high. If you take a pure alcohol and add it to it, it doesn't really affect it, I always thought. Yeah, so, I think that's generally true. Hmm. I thought that that was interesting. So I, I think there are some, some myths to be debunked still, but... Uh, uh, I thought it was great that, uh, you know, John's not just about uh, making equipment. Well, actually, John was concerned because you're making a new, you've got a new invention, and you were concerned about foaming. And so, not that I get any pre-vision of any any stuff. You keep me out of that loop. But... uh, (laughs) I just like you to be surprised. Surprised. You like the look of surprise on my face. I do. Is that why you always reach around when 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 you meet me and give me that squeeze? The cat's out of the bag. Yes. Um, Literally. <laughs> but you're working on a new invention, a new product, and uh, you, you wanted to check to see how, if, if there was some foaming, whether that be damaging to it or not. And so you, you went and see, this is the kind of thing you do that makes you a great uh, inventor and manufacturer of, of brew gear. I brew why beer you, and I drink beer. And why people should trust you for your products. Now, uh, I... I'm not saying uh, everything you ever came up with was like the greatest invention to mankind ever, but they're really solid things that's tested by somebody that brews and, you know, wants to make the best beer possible. Not somebody that's looking to make a quick buck, but somebody that's trying to make a living based off of making the best equipment, the most innovative equipment that improves brewing. That's right. Which is the My thing wife I love makes the quick buck. <laughs> I'm just I'm just making it I'm just making it look like I'm really working hard. Right. She is your sugar mama. You are taken care of. That's right. You're, you seem like a kept man. I'm just saying. You were you were a kept man. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I got no problem with this. I know. I don't either. Yeah, that's fine. Heck, I, you know, give give me a mama with lots of money. I'm good. I'll just sit around and drink and do whatever I need to keep her happy. I'm right there with you. Right. Unfortunately for my wife, she wants me to have a job. That's the thing I have to do to keep her happy. So, yeah, go figure. I have the appearance of a job. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I think I kind of have the appearance of the job, too. I actually have her working harder than I work. That's the secret right there. And I, it looks like I work hard, but she actually works harder than I do at the business. So, I think we got the same gig going on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
All right, let's do this. Take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into uh, foam experiments and talk all about foam, how foam actually is formed and what happens when the foam breaks down and all that stuff right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman kettle cart. The Brew Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's The 21st Amendment. 
Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. Talking to my good friend uh, John Blickman here in the studio. Uh, we've got our Johnny Palmer. We've yep. got our Steve. We've got our Bevo. we got beer. Got all the necessary makings of a fine show. Indeed. All right, so, uh, John, why don't you tell me about um, uh, your your quick experiment. So you, we, we said you were, you were concerned about the possibility of foaming and what effect it might have on beer. And then, uh, so you, take us from there. You, you went ahead and, uh, and ran a quick experiment. Describe yes. the experiment. So uh, what, I've, what I did was it was just very, very sophisticated. I took a one liter uh, soda bottle. And ran into the tap, or out of the tap, uh, and just cracked the tap open just so that it would foam the beer as it came out. The exact opposite of what you, you want to do. I trained my children at an early age that taps have two positions, full on and full off. And it was really awesome when they could how, read. Yeah, how long did it take your, your two-year-old to, to bring you a proper pint? Not very long. Quick learner. In fact, when they were, they would apologize if they didn't bring me uh, two fingers of foam. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dad. I'll do better next time. I was like, all right. Well, the beatings help. Th- that does. That does. Yeah, this. I'm never going to spank my children. Lasted till they were two, and I was like, <laughs> screw that shit. And you're like, you call that a pour? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically filled that one liter uh, bottle with foam as much as I could. So it was. Mm-hmm. You know, 80% foam and just a little beer on the bottom and capped it real quick, put it in the fridge and let it settle for, uh, you know, half a day. And then uh, came back down and and repeated, uh, trying to create as much foam as I could Mm -hmm. and just letting it settle down. Mm -hmm. And uh, it took about four four or five tries to get the uh, one liter completely full of beer. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, put a little carbonator cap on it. Put it in my uh, fridge and recarbonated it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I also took the exact same beer and uh, used the uh, beer gun Mm -hmm. and filled it into a couple bottles. And I have brought those Mm -hmm. with me to California. Well, what's interesting, here, I'll hold it up to the camera for the uh, listeners. Here is the uh, foamed one. And I know they're not the same container, but Bevo says, yes, I've got it light up. The one in the bottle with the beer gun uh, filling is crystal clear, and the one in the pet bottle you can see is very cloudy, and uh, it's interesting. It's the same beer, but uh, just the handling method by by foaming it, uh, this one has precipitated out some particulate matter. You said that it had all settled to the bottom on your flight out here. It, it got yes. shaken when up it again. Was, when it was in my fridge, it was that. St- the, it was still that crystal clear uh, mm-hmm. beer, uh, but it had little uh, sediment at the bottom of the, mm-hmm. the bottle. And then mm-hmm. uh, on my flight out here, our friends at Southwest were kind enough to shake that all up for me. Oh, yeah. They'll do that for you. Yeah. Well, you know, they want to make sure so that anything in murky. the bag will break. I mean, or anything in the bag will be uh, well taken care of. 
all right. So uh, we uh, had the assumption that uh, the particulate matter that's now in suspension, but it will eventually settle out again, was um, all proteins of some kind. Insoluble right. or precipitated proteins. Yes. Yes. Right. And John, so you you did some research. You read uh, Charlie's book on foam and uh, sent right. an email to Charlie and tell me yeah. about that. Um, there's there's been a a popular homebrewing uh, myth or guideline rule of thumb um, regarding foam only once proteins. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the theory. Um, <coughs> That anytime you a protein, you say myth. It's not a myth. Come on, right? It's a, it's a theory. It's a it's, it's a, a fact, Jack. All right. <laughs> so, hey, Charlie, only once. What does Charlie it mean? Well, there's true. The, when a protein forms a bubble, um, the the theory was that or uh, is that the that protein can only form that bubble once. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it's incapable of forming another bubble. And so that, you know, the, the thought is, is that too much foaming in the fermenter, too much foaming during transfer, um, too much foaming on pouring uh, and other, you know, beer brewing processes can ruin the head retention of a beer um, or, you know, you know impair it. Mm-hmm. So the foam only once, you know, people would, you know, shake the beer up and then shake it up again. Hey, look, it still has foam. Uh, John's experiment where he, you know, foamed it excessively into the bottle and then he was able to recarbonate it um, would and seem be to suggest. Li- yeah. And this will be it, a live uh, demonstration of the results. Yeah. Would seem to suggest that, um, you know, that there's, uh, that foam only once is not correct. Um, but I think the, the story goes a little deeper than that after the research that we did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to pour the beer or We're show it find to people. Out. Let's pour the beer. Let's pour the beer. Well, and I think the you know the fact that one is just horribly cloudy and uh, has chunks. I think uh, with the beer being the same and it was clear beer that was poured in there. Um, you know, I think I think that uh, is indicative of something coming out of solution. It's got to be the head forming proteins. Oh, look at look at that nice foam stand right there. So there we have the control beer. Mm-hmm. Brilliantly clear. Nice little uh, I would, tight I would, white foam on the top. I would never bring a non-brilliantly clear beer to Jamil because he'd just totally <laughs> give me shit. <laughs> Not filtered, though, right? No. Yeah. You can have clear beer without filtration. <laughs> I had more yeast than beer in that thing, just to make damn sure I had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. Citra, citra pale. Yep. Nice pale ale. Nice firm bitterness. Well, a little bit of uh, kind of a sweet uh, caramel malty. Uh, nice hot presence. Okay. Okay. All righty. Let's get on to the same beer that I molested. <laughs> By molesting, you, you mean foaming, not yes. something else. I tell you the first, that opening is kind of small. 
Many years ago, we went through the <laughs> the uh, uh, Tennessee Rocky Mountain National Forest, and we're, it was getting dark, and we're trying to find out where the damn places we're going to camp. And so it says, "Turn on the park radio" or whatever. So we turn on the park radio. The first thing that comes on is, "Do not feed or molest the animals." <laughs> only <laughs> Tennessee, where they need only, you to, only tell you not to molest the animals. Only you can prevent animal molestation in yes. Tennessee. We did find the campground. All righty. Follow the the litter of used condoms, and there you are. Oh, he's making an effort at making that foam. Okay, you pour it. <laughs> well, pour it the same way you poured the first one. Am I pouring? The first uh, that that went over there. You were like lifting up and going going for it. I would say that clearly the head retention not the same. It's already dissipated on this one. Yeah, not. It's already not matching. Not quite the same. Already matching the the one that the, the one that you poured earlier. Already still has better better head. And that is consistent with uh, experience too. This one's higher other... higher carbonation too. Yeah. Well, that's odd. Because it's on this, it was on the exact same CO two system. Mm. You're saying the mm. the now hazy beer has less head retention than the first. Oh yeah, than the control. Yep. Well, you know that does stand to reason. I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe. Close. Uh, the one out of the the. I'll tell you what it is. The one out of the, the plastic bottle, it's uh, much thinner. Mm. Carbonation's coming through. It doesn't have the creaminess of the first one. A lot more body out of the first one. Body's missing in the second one. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's subtle, but it's there. Yeah. I mean, this is what I do daily is taste beers and try and find subtle differences between them and identify them and explain them. Yeah. Yeah, the, the second one, you can, you can tell the mm-hmm. the body's gone. I mean, not tremendously gone, but it's definitely less, and the CO2 comes out much more prickly because of that. It made it seem like it was uh, higher carbonation. Yeah, wow, that's dramatic. At least to me it is. Side by side? I may not these think about t- it. These don't taste like the same beer. Right. And it's like a mouthfeel. It's definitely a mouthfeel thing. Mm-hmm. It's well, not because it's been sitting in a Sprite bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, I drink the first one. Way over I drink the second one. Oh. So to me, the the interesting thing here is you do yeah, get them up again. you do get a reasonable amount of head that pours on that uh, the abused one. Eh, it, reasonable. It, it drops fairly quickly. Right. Look, I mean, you, what, you, what about the bubble size? Look at the difference. The foam bubble size. It looks bigger on the right abused on the one. Abused one. And the it's abused much one, tighter yeah, the, and smaller on the, the bubbles the, were on bigger. The first one. 
Look at the clarity difference. That's dramatic. Yeah. But, uh, again, that's because I shook the crap out of it inadvertently on the way here. Yeah, but you could have shook the the non-abused one up. Yeah, but it didn't have sediment to begin with. Right, but the sediment comes from abusing the beer, right? Indeed, indeed, yes. Because the beer, you filled them the same, essentially, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the same source of beer initially. Yep, absolutely. And there was no sediment in in the beer. No, and that was the thing that surprised me. Until you blew up the foam. There was a noticeable amount. When I first, uh, you know, picked it up, took it upstairs to pack it. Uh, I was like, holy shit, there's a whole bunch of chunklets right. floating in this thing. That's fascinating. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, was, it wasn't like there was just a little. It was very noticeable. Right. And it's, well, it's noticeable now as it's dispersed throughout the beer again and hasn't settled back out mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the, the head-forming proteins have, you know, busted apart, coagulated, and dropped to the bottom or, you know, mm-hmm. got mixed throughout the beer. I think that this – and the reason I love this is because – I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when. Tell us what. Well, well. I'll tell you first. I want to tell you about uh, one of our fine sponsors that uh, carries more Blickman products on the web than anyone else. Mm. Would that uh, be my friends at Great Fermentation? Absolutely. They provide same day shipping on some of the main item, main items. Most vendors can take up to three weeks to ship a Blickman product, but Great Fermentation's got it like right away. If you're Jones and if you're drinking a lot during this show. And you want to order some Blickman gear? Get over to Great Fermentations and get it out to you like tomorrow, same day. If you you know if you you wake up and you're like early in the morning, just send it. They'll they'll get it out to you. And they're well trained on Blickman products. I bet you you know that. I bet you train some of those people at Great Fermentations. Indeed, they've come up to see the facility, and I've uh, like I said, they've they've been my homebrew store since 1992. See, and I think it's that kind of attitude that uh, also enables them to have great customer service you know when you're when you're willing to take the you know the time to go and visit you know a manufacturer and learn about the products and and really want to be like the best uh you know it shows in everything else you do so great fermentations check them out great fermentations.com on the web uh lots of good goodies out there lots of the blickman gear check them out uh today all right let's take a short break when we come back i will tell you what is so awesome about this experiment Right after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. 
You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hopped character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. (laughs) I want to tell you also about uh, our good friends from Lamont. They're also like a Midwest kind of guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. they, they, They exude Midwest. When Even though they're from Maryland. All right, so they they exude like East Coast. Yeah, there you go. No, if you're from California, is it is there is it the, like the California entire, the, and then the rest is the Midwest? Yes, yeah, the entire right? rest of yeah. the country is Midwest yeah, from California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you this because they're so nice. They are. They're nice. They're hardworking. They're smart. They have good products. They they believe in their customers and customer service, which is totally cool. Uh, you, you, you can't hang out with you. You can't hang out with the Lamont guys without kind of getting that sense of, you know, customers important. We want a quality product. We want to give, you know, people value. We want to make sure everything's right. That's that's what comes out of your mouth. That's what comes out of their mouth. That's what they believe. That's what you believe. And, and to me, that's a Midwest kind of attitude or ethic, which I love. Yeah. We're good you know? laid-back people. Yeah, well, no, I think it's it's an honest way of doing business versus... There's a real kind of, you know, Steve will talk about the hipster experience here. Uh, <laughs> where, where, where? Expand? <laughs> where? I don't know. It doesn't seem, it, it seems a little more, I don't want to say fake, but, you know, that Midwest kind of attitude is very honest. And it shows in the products, you know, the, the, if, if, you've, if you're considering water testing or treatment or anything like that, you got to go with the Lamont. Uh, they got the Brew Lab, Brew Lab Plus, and the Brew Lab Pro. At our brewery, we use the Brew Lab Pro. That's what we use at Heretic. Ease of use, I tell you, that thing is so easy to use, use and it's accurate. We, we get the same accuracy as when we sent our water out for testing. 
and we're we're getting quicker results. We get them, you know, right then and there. We don't have to wait a week to find out what our results were. We can we can measure and make our adjustments right then and there that morning. Right. And uh, even in the uh, in the brew lab, you're getting 50, 50 tests uh, approximate, or you know. Essentially, right. per, per at least kit. fifty tests. At least fifty, per kit. and you probably get a lot more depending on, That's on like how two to hard three your water is worth. Oh yeah, for, for a, a lot of homebrewers, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I think uh, you know, well worth it. You know, for the uh, brew lab, you're uh, like one hundred and twenty-five bucks. The brew lab plus at one ninety-five. That's seventy bucks for a really nice pH meter <laughs> with a pH meter. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's seventy bucks for a that's a for deal a, for the a pH meter that my guys love so much. They've abandoned the other ones. And I tell you, I can vouch that the quality of pH meters varies all over the map. Oh, yeah. This is like a $115 pH meter. You get it for 70 bucks. So I, if you don't have a pH meter and you're not testing your water, go out right now, buy yourself a Brew Lab Plus. If you don't think it was worth the money, you can go ahead and kick me in the balls next time you see. Well, actually, tell me you're going to kick me in the balls so I can kind of like tense up before it happens. Oh, like I thought you were saying so you can get him back out of your wife's purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife isn't like that. But, you know, Houdini died. Because somebody didn't tell them before they were going to hit him. I'm just saying, you got to let me tense up my my sack before you before you kick me in the balls, <laughs> right? Uh, no, I think it's it's well worth it. Uh, check them out, Lamont.com. Uh, Palmer, you approve? I approve. Yes, I think it's a great product. I uh, uh, that's the one to get right there. All right, uh, back to uh, foam. I was going to say the thing that's so amazing to me is like if you're a home brewer. And you're, you know, wondering what's happening and why you're getting some haze sometimes that's unexplained. Or I've had people, you know, contact me, go, look, look, my beer was brilliantly clear. I package it and now it's got a haze to it. It could be a number of things. It could be like a chill, you know, a permanent chill haze. It could be bacterial. And a lot of times I lean towards the bacterial. Somebody tells me a beer hazed up after packaging, some time after packaging. Mm-hmm. You know, the beer the beers were clear when I poured them, you know, for the first month, and now they're hazy. It's like, well, bacterial. But something like this, it's like, well, you know, through my packaging process, now they're, they're you know, I've got this haze. And I think it also, you know, when you're trying to fill something, not that it's 100% critical to you have uh, minimal foaming, not that it's, you know, that critical it's it's like hot side aeration a right. little hot side aeration no no problem because fermentation is going to take care of that just don't uh, be stupid right a little bit of foaming uh you know through your processes is fine you know just don't go nuts on it and right. uh you know there's still a lot of you know uh, f- uh head forming proteins available so you'll be fine but just be aware here's what happens your head retention does drop uh, those particles are formed, and, and, you know, if those get shaken up in the beer, that is hazy. Uh, you know, body is lost. Um, you know, it's it's fascinating. So, John, you, you talked to Charlie, and you, you did some reading yeah. and some research. I was too busy to uh, to really uh, study further. But I, I know Charlie had told me that uh, the proteins... You know, there's a, really another four-letter four word months. that would go with busy. Lazy? They would be lazy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew that. I'm not right saying there's a correlation. Just, uh, well, he, he, just stating he, he, an observation. Live my life for a month, and you tell me if I'm lazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go, 
John, tell us tell us about uh, uh, uh-huh. how how foam actually forms and what what the what the process is and why it's forming this uh, gritty particulate. Sure. Okay. Well, you've got in foam is uh, is a function of the protein in beer. Um, the same pro- proteins that give the the beer body um, and also contribute to beer haze. These are all kind of what we call medium-sized proteins or 40 kDA uh, kilodalton-sized molecules. Um, you have beer hoarding, which is, a, is the main storage protein in barley. You also have um, other proteins uh, given such colorful names as protein Z and LPT1. Um, these are the primary building blocks in beer foam. Um, and in fact, if you compare a foam structure to like a you know steel skyscraper that they're building, um, the big girders are your your big proteins, your hoardings, your um, and so on. Your uh, LPT one, your protein Z, these are your high strength st- struts um, that go between you know the main girders, kind of stiffen up the structure. The purlins. Yeah. And then you've got your uh, your iso alpha acids from the hops. Um, those act as um, kind of like gusset plates in this analogy. Um, kind of they go into the joints between the proteins and help uh, bind them together. And then you have uh, metal cations, uh, metal ions such as calcium, zinc, uh, magnesium and other uh, metal ions in in the water and in the beer, um, these act as rivets. So the combination of these ions, the isoalpha acids, the LPT1 and protein Z, all act to bind these other uh, proteins together um, to form foam, to form the bubbles. Now, what's interesting, and what I didn't fully appreciate until I talked to Charlie about it this weekend was that um, these proteins, you know, actually unfold. They change their structure to link up with the uh, LPT1, with the isoalpha acids, uh, when they form the bubble wall. So essentially so, denaturing. Yes, well, yeah, and denaturing, what it means to denature a protein is mean you, what, you change its structure. Mm-hmm. You change the structure of the, of the protein or the structure of the molecule um, and in doing so, you actually change its properties. That's one of the things about um, organic chemistry and so on. When you're talking about these you know, uh, organic molecules is that the structure of the molecule has as much to do with the properties of the mo- molecule as does its actual composition. So uh, when these proteins form the bubble wall, um, they denature, they unfold, they link up with these other uh, compounds in the in the beer and uh, form the bubble wall and that's why you have you know you can you can uh, foam has some feel to it you can press against it and you know it has structure uh, and yeah, so on yeah you can have you ever yeah. pressed up against some foam john i don't know if i want to go down that path with you you've done a foam pressing <laughs> all right Okay, going, so you John. got your phone. I have this instant urge to just kind of back up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now, like lipids. gladiator movies? 
Yeah, keep lipids going. Lipids mm-hmm. are, um, are fats and oils and fatty acids. Um, these are things other than proteins. And they um, are other hydrophobic uh, substances. Uh, that is, you know, water hating. Um, and they actually get in there and break up the foam structure. Mm-hmm. So you have... Um, and you, everybody knows how you, you can have, you know, dirty glassware that'll break down the foam quickly. The head retention will, you know, uh, fade fast. Those nights when you're wearing lipstick yeah, and drinking beer. Yeah. You know, growing up, actually, um, and pouring a lot, a lot of lipstick. Foamy, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and actually pouring a lot of foamy beer and just being around a lot of foamy beer. One thing that, a trick that. We all kind of did was put your finger behind your ear, just natural oils. No, that sounds delicious. I'm just saying. Put your, put your finger in your beer, and the foam kind of dissipates a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> surface good. Good. I thought I'd share. Good, good Midwest kegger tip there. I used the, my nose oils, so that way I could, you know, win those damn chugging contests. Damn, with all that foam in the yeah, way. Yeah, see, there you go. This there you go. Sounds so, yeah. so you know the disgusting. Old days. <laughs> Those really help Dubuque the star beer. Yeah. You realize I'm a little OCD about this whole cleanliness thing. I don't know. It's just uh, <laughs> not working for me. All right, well, so continue, John. Okay, so when the when the foam structure breaks down, um, what you have, you know, these 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 proteins that made up the foam are no longer soluble in the beer. Um, they don't, you know, they don't just go back into solution in the beer and ready to foam up again. Um, so they really do foam only once because you've changed that molecular structure. And these this debris, you know, if you think about, you know, smashing up a skyscraper, now you got all these strange-looking pieces, um, and uh, it all, you know, falls into solution right. or, you know, falls to the bottom of the glass. Doesn't and go that's back what into John girders observed. and rivets that can be reused. They're, they're used up and they... Yeah. It's broken apart. Yeah, it's floating yeah. around. They've reacted. They're locked into that structure, but you just got all these odds and ends laying on the bottom of the glass now. And uh, it's interesting when John was saying how much sediment he saw in the beer, you know, after it'd been uh, recarbonated and sat in the fridge for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie had commented that they saw <clears throat> this same behavior in beers that were was canned. And sent to Asia, you know, exported to Asia where mm. they would open, they would, you know, crack open the can and pour the beer. And right. they had really cloudy, hazy beer. And it's because during trans, transit, um, you know, I guess in the early days of canning, they weren't getting the cans very full. Mm-hmm. And so it would be lots of agitation. It would foam up. These, mm. you know, And upon foaming, change that structure, become insoluble. And then the the foam would break up and fall to the bottom of the can. So that's fascinating um, because um, on Twitter somebody sent me a picture of they said, "Hey, this this craft lager in this can." They, they sent me a picture of the beer. They go, "What's all this chunks at the bottom?" And I'm like, "Well, I can't really tell, you know, based off of a picture. You know, if you send me some, I can take a look at it in the lab and then tell you what it is." You know, it might be yeast, but it might be. <laughs> and this is the first time I said it. I said it might be from the the foaming in the can, you know, falling out as precipitate, which yep. is you know something we we've, we've learned. I think that's just fascinating, and this is the the beauty of doing these kinds of experiments. It's like, well, maybe you don't know the answer for why, but you can at least raise some questions that people can you know come yeah. up, come across and explain. 
I've often said, I don't know why it works, just that it does. <laughs> it's just what you, that's <laughs> what you tell your wife. I, I know. <laughs> just push that button there. Yeah. <laughs> It'll work. Right? Trust me. One blue pill, I'm ready to go. If the satellites don't fall out of the sky, everything's good. <laughs> right? That's you know? right. Yeah. So, All right. yeah. So, in, you know, in foam, um, yeah, you do have foam only once proteins, but, you know, especially in craft beer, there's a lot of extra po- protein in, in solution mm-hmm. uh, able to form foam again. Right. And so, uh, John, what the experiment John did is kind of an extreme case where he foamed it up several times. Well, agitated it on well, Southwest I th- I think Airlines. You, you foamed the beer once, really. I mean, the beer that was coming Each out. Each time it was foamed, but it was severely. It was, I mean, it was. I, I did everything I could to were, get it to foam. Right, you were as foaming out of the faucet into the bottle, but once the bottle was full, you didn't foam that bottle of beer no, again. No, I did not shake right. the crap out of the bottle so or anything. Essentially, that other stuff. just just foamed once, and mm-hmm. it's a dramatic difference, John. It, mm-hmm. the, 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 the body of the beer is different. The head retention's different. The clarity is wildly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's significant. Yeah. Now, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like pour, just like a, a normal tap pour. Right, right. You were cracking it open, trying to get it to just shoot foam into the, right. into the container. Right, right. Yeah. So but was, that's essentially foaming at once. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's substantial. I think... Um, you know, uh, it, it it's not. You know, I would not take foaming lightly <laughs> uh, based off of this. I think it's it's uh, something significant. I'll tell you what else is significant. John, have you been to the Winter's Brews Fest? It's now the Spring Brews oh, Fest because yeah. it it got it got pushed out. I have not. Although I love winter, yes. I love the cold. Well, normally it's like January. This year it's going to be Saturday, April second. In lovely uh, Toto Santos. Toto Santos. Hey, I was, I was, I dug it up. Just the brain just cells aren't it. that dead. Where is Toto Santos? It's directly oh, it across Mexican the street from the hop across the street. It's directly oh. across from the hop grenade. Beautiful park. It's a wonderful like quad with. Is that uh, all the stuff that they got? All all the trucks and food vendors. Yeah, and all that? yeah, they have that all the time. If you come Ooh, into the hop grenade, right. they probably. Have, don't mention, don't mention food to Bebo. She's going to leave in the middle of the show. Oh, yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> anyway. Bye, Felicia. It's going to be Saturday, April 2nd. And uh, there's a ton of great breweries that are going to show up there, including <coughs> Heretic Brewing Company. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, food. They've got music. They've got lots of great beers. It's easy to get to. There's BART. they got the bus station. they got the Uber. they got the Lyft. You can walk. Three blocks from Concord Bart. Mm. Anybody who has Bart Station near him should get their ass on the Bart Saturday, April second, and go to uh, the Spring Brew Fest. You can get the tickets uh, online uh, bnbrewfest.com. and uh, forty dollars in advance, fifty at the door. There you go. Save yourself ten bucks. Get them in advance. You won't be sorry. That is a great brew fest. I must admit. There's you know. Uh, they encourage us to bring some special beers. They've got plenty of breweries. And, uh, you know. Well, Raz going to be there too, right? I would hope so. Now, this is yeah, a winter a winter fest? A winter? Yes. Uh, but it's not spring. cold. Spring. Spring. Okay. That's they had different. to move it to spring because uh, San Francisco Beer Week changed and moved into their slot. And they didn't want to mess things up. So they graciously changed to spring. I am lovingly referring to it as the Sprinter Brews Fest. It's the Sprinter Brew Fest. <laughs> mm. 
Yes. Am I slurring my speech now? So noon to 4 p.m., what else are you doing? Go check it out. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will wrap up with uh, more foaminess right after this. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at brewerspublications.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com say hello to my little friend you've heard about white labs pure pitch yeast Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for Homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, Flex Cell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop 
owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. To brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. Well, this is what I love about my Blickman is, uh, you know, during the break, we're talking about, okay, here's some other experiments that we could do. And the fascination on, uh, you know, uh, bottle fill levels and things like that. And so one of the things I'm going to try at Heretic, we've got a, a good wrist shaker. I can strap on a bottle or a can, and we, and we can we can run that thing for a week and see you know afterwards if it's hazy, like uh, you know like we're talking about. Huh? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting too. And we got a cu- couple other interesting things that we're talking about. Some more experiments we can do. Ah, yes. I'm just saying, it's good to be a beer geek in uh, the year. The year uh, of the golden year, age of uh, brewing. What year is it? 2027. There you go. 2027. Oh, I lived much longer than I thought I would. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll tell you what. If you want to live, if you want to experience the best things in life, I suggest. If you want more. If you want more, I would suggest going over to adamandeve.com, checking out what they've got to offer there. You pick up something, you're going to get 10 free gifts. I'm telling you, you're going to get six free adult DVDs. You're going to get free shipping. And you're going to get a free gift for her, a free gift for him, and a free gift for the both of you. Damn. I can't tell you I can't tell you how much better that could be. All you gotta do is use the offer code Jamel J A M I L at AdamandEve.com. They got a wide array of stuff. Good pricing, good selection, all quality gear. Um, there's even ratings on the site for the stuff. Uh you know, go check it out. This is what Bevo uses. Uh you know, she shops there like weekly. <laughs> yeah, right. She is yes. uh-huh. Uh-huh. I still yeah. believe it should be like this, Bevo. This is I'm old school. I'm old school. <laughs> no sorry, uh, crosses. Anyways, go check them out. AdamandEve.com. Use the offer code Jamel J A M I L. Get yourself free shipping and uh, nine other free gifts. All right. So, what have we concluded? We concluded that foam proteins, you know, are work only once. Work only yeah. once. Unfortunately, there's a lot of protein. There's there. a lot of them, but you know, so you have to kind of be stupid to really mess up your beer. But right. it is possible, and potentially, um, you know, it does have an impact. So you might want to kind of minimize foaming, you know, when you have a choice versus just letting it foam like a maniac. Well, essentially, so, you have to foam up every part of the beer, pretty much, right? Just yeah, at least. But- but, at least once. You know, this goes back to when you're bubbling oxygen through your wort. You're using mm. up those those 
proteins. Proteins, yes. Just mm-hmm. even in high croissant. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, fermentation's yeah. using some of them up. So yeah. a lot of them are being used up through throughout the process. So um, Take care. Yeah, just, you know. Take reasonable care. Yeah, right. Take some reasonable care. Uh, not to not to freak out, but it is a real thing. Yeah, there you go. Anything else to add? Should we wrap um, this up? I would say if you're going to be packaging beers for competition, don't just fill it up from the tap. Mm-hmm. Use a use a beer gun. Use another kind of counter pressure Agreed. filler, and uh, watch that foam because that could translate into haze. If you take a long time filling that bottle up. And waiting for the foam to go down before it's completely full, uh, that's going to translate into a hazy beer. We at our at Heretic were able to get a beer gun filled bomber down to about thirty to thirty five parts per billion. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. That's not what, per million per billion. Per billion. That's what you're going to get off of uh, you know a quality bottling line. Off of a Mahin, you can expect you know one hundred to you know two hundred parts per billion. So with a beer gun, you can actually do better than a lot of the commercial guys are doing. Yeah, you buy yourself a million-dollar Crohn's, you probably get down into the you know 15 parts per billion range, 15 to 20. You buy yourself a $100 beer gun, you're in the... $75. $75 beer gun. I don't know. I don't, I don't pay for this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I am... Do you know who I am? No, no. He's no. beneath that. Actually, I've bought every beer gun I actually have. <laughs> Nobody has ever given me a beer gun, John. Nobody. You never asked. Others I would have, and you know it. Oh, But please. you'd have felt like a mooch, and I would have really enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> so, but we were able to get, uh, yeah, down into the into the 30s. Uh, you know, it takes a bunch of gas in and, you know, you, you know some, some fine work, but you can get it down into the 30s. And even if, even if you don't uh, get it down into the 30s, you know, Still works works pretty darn good. Um, I think at the worst, you know, we're up in you know, like Mahine range, we're up in the hundred parts per billion, which is still acceptable. So, just when you're doing your your competition fills, lots and lots of gas, take your time, you know, fill that thing from the bottom, works beautifully. Beer gun, there's your ad ad for a beer gun. I'm telling All you, right. I'm I'm a convinced customer. I've I've filled. 10,000 bottles not using a beer gun, using uh, the old counter-pressure thing. And I use a beer gun. I, I don't use the counter-pressure thing anymore. We, we had a guy at, a, at, a, uh, uh, at the Craft Brewers Conference come up to us said he had filled over 100,000 bottles yeah. with his yeah. beer gun. I filled, I ganged together like four beer guns, and we filled 5,000 bottles uh, using that. That's awesome. Yeah. It worked great. You know, they they bolt together really easy, and you just you know, you rivet the the fronts together with the blind rivets, and you're off and running. That's all it is. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think uh, that's the way to go. All right. Uh, thank you all. I think it's another fine show. I think uh, John, you're clearly getting your money's worth on this. I think the, we're we're providing <laughs> information finally, in the homebrew. <laughs> finally, getting some good knowledge. Wait a minute. Am I right. providing the good knowledge we're getting? Yeah, you just listen I'm to the show. You will get you will get so much knowledge out of the show <laughs> that uh, you, know, you can't go wrong. And we re- we really do appreciate your sponsoring the show. We do, and indeed. I think all the people that listen should appreciate it as well. Go to BlickmanEngineering.com. Check out what they they've got to offer. Ask your local brew shop. It's like, hey, I want some Blickman gear. Buy from your local brew shop. 
It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, make sure you send John an email. Tell him how large you think it is. <laughs> Do that Thanks for, for listening, everyone. Love to support the show. <laughs> Love homebrew. All right. Uh, and you can also support the Brewing Network. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. There are lots of goodies there to buy. they got hats. they got uh, hoodies. They've got growlers. They've got uh, sandals. They've got uh, neckties. They've got... Uh, no? not no. We're out of neckties? All right. Well, until then, brew strong, everybody. Brew strong.